Runner's Diary podcast with Brian and Damien. News, results, and interviews from the cork running scene and beyond. Welcome to the Runner's Diary, episode 25. I'm Brian. And I'm Damien. On this week's show, we have all of last week's results, upcoming fixtures, Strava leaderboard, the latest news, and our big interview is with Ailish McSweeney, Ireland's lead for the Century Runners. That's all to come on this week's episode of the Runner's Diary podcast. Okay, welcome back to everybody again this week. Um, I'm going to kick off this week's show with some big, big news. We have a, a man celebrating his birthday this week, uh, a big party in the Canary household. Um, he's moving into a new decade, moving into a, a new age category. So we'll kick it off. Right, that was a yeah, quick yeah, yeah. <laughs> des, desperate attempt for a happy birthday song at the last minute there, and that's the best I could do. So, happy birthday, Damien. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thanks very much. No, I will say I'm not obviously the big 40 yet, but I'm very nearly there. And I'm just, I'm not long back actually from a surprise party up in my parents' house and stuff like that. So, a lovely day. And then to watch the World Cup final after it, which, you know, it couldn't have planned actually a better birthday celebration in fairness to everybody. So, you know, great day. It's great to be hitting a new age category soon. So, you know, <laughs> thanks very much to everybody who has wished me happy birthday so far. But it is officially Thursday is the birthday. Well, you've got to remember now there's going to be people listening to this all week long, so I'm sure there'll be some tuning in on Thursday I, just, just for your birthday alone. I will take birthday, um, what's it called, celebrate, I don't know what it is, all day long, so don't worry, you can get me anytime, even in the summertime, I don't care. <laughs> anyway, we better get moving, you'll be 41 before we start talking about running. <laughs> yeah. um, so obviously it's been a fairly challenging week again. The cold snap continues uh, all week long. Some crazy temperatures there uh, made running difficulty. But I think in certain parts of the world, those conditions uh, made no difference to a well-known athlete who appears very, very regularly on the Cork scene. I know he was the winner of the Cove 10 last time out. Uh, Sean 10 from, or Sean Tobin, sorry, from Clonmel AC. Uh, not too sure if you saw any details on that, but he won the Antarctica Ice Marathon. Yeah, in 253.33 and second place was like 229.30 or something like that. So it just shows... 329. Three, uh, sorry, sorry, 329.30. And it's his first marathon, which I actually, I didn't realise myself that it was his first marathon, which made it all more impressive. And, you know, I saw parts where he fell, got back up, you know, carried on to soft ground. It's incredible. Like to run a 253.33 in that and to run it in general in a marathon is impressive enough and yeah. to do it in minus 14 degrees you know it's just nuts yeah minus 14 his debut marathon i think he described it as like running obviously in snow or sand it was, it was what he kind of said as well you know that was tough on the legs but i did see the interview afterwards as well uh the actual funny enough even though it was out in the antarctica the race director is a godway man uh, Richard Dunham, and so obviously there was a strong 
Irish influence there. Um, I think Richard Dunham is actually one of Sean's sponsors, but the interview he gave after the, the event was quite emotional, actually. And, and I mean, quite, the, the, there was ice hanging off his beard, you know, mm. that was that yeah. cold, you know. Yeah, and Phelan, his coach was out there as well. There's another great picture because first, they, they always seem to catch Phelan in these brilliant positions where he's bayed out at the end, held up against something with the ice all around him as well. So it's an incredible day. You know, it's, we're a small country mm-hmm. and yet we still tip away in these phenomenal results, you know. Yeah, well, he sets the record there as well. I think he beat the previous US right. holder by just under a minute. I think he was ahead of the, mm. the record for that. Whereas, so, yeah, great to see. It would be really interesting to see Sean hit the roads on a proper, maybe easier course at some stage now and see what he can do, you know. Yeah, um, I think, I think, I like, I'm Sean, like, a few people have said it, like, he seems to address every situation, or he seems to go into every single race, you know, from everything from 1,500 metres to marathon. No. Where like you would nearly want him to pick a distance and just run that because yeah. he's exceptional talent, mm-hmm. you know it's crazy. But look, all you know, it's a great win. He can say he won a marathon. Neither of us can say we won a marathon anyway. No, no, no. Now to other bizarre things happening in the world, I don't know. Again, I picked up in another story during the week in Canada. And um, so great things happen when people have drink on board. And this guy Tate Dobson was his name. Um, so a few weeks ago, I believe he was heading home from the pub and coming up to a, a roundabout and he kind of wondered, I wonder if I could run a marathon or a long distance around a roundabout. So he did. Um, he ran it uh, a couple of weeks back there, I think maybe 28 or something miles, but he turned up again in the last 10 days there, 12 days to do it again in the opposite direction. So he ran 38 miles around a roundabout, um, which is a bit mad. Oh, that's just... six hours six hours is it like it's madness you know i'm all for these ultra runs and everything like that i think they are brilliant like but stuff like that there's that's just madness but look fair play to him as i said i think he did two runs in 12 days so the first time was anti-clockwise and decided to come back and do a clockwise for some reason 12 days later all right let's go around the dumb kettle we we go, go to the dumb kettle. kettle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, yeah. Yeah, that'd be some fun. Have you done any mad things like that over the years? Well, I have did, done two did, myself, did actually. Do you know what, though? Did, did, I've done two, and they're both during COVID. Like, one was in around my back garden. My back garden is probably about, you know, between it's, it's less than front and back 400 metres. So I don't think in that. And then my other one is I have three housing estates in my row and I've literally ran every nook and cranny of them three housing estates. Mm-hmm. So into each one up and around and like that. And I think it was eight miles but the elevation was nuts because they're all in hills. Mm-hmm. But that's as mad as I went really, I think. What about you? Yeah, again, during COVID, I did a, I think it was well well put out there at the time. I did a half marathon in the back garden, uh, raised, oh. a lot of, raised a lot of money for... Uh, the mental health awareness charity at the time so that was good and similarly a couple of years back when I got into running force I did a marathon in our community power care uh, and again raised a good bit of money that time so yeah it's look it's a bit of fun novelty yeah it's novelty and there's like there is novelty and then there's madness and going around the roundabout is madness yeah that's another (laughs) it's another level of madness yeah right we better get talking again we'll move on to the uh, results
I think, as you said earlier, Brian, the cold snap took you know was all by a little bit of surprise, and unfortunately there was only two park runs for the whole weekend. So, Ballincolig, Shamor Valley Park, Glen River, Mallow, Yall, McCroom, Clonakilty, Glen Gareth, were all cancelled, which left us down to two races or sorry, two runs altogether, which was Bear Island, where we had thirteen people overall, and. She's we we didn't mention her last week, so she's making up for it this week. So the first person across the line altogether was Michaela Murphy in a time of twenty three ten, and the first male across the across the line is Brendan Murphy in a time of twenty four fifty two. So well done to the thirteen brave souls who got out there and ran that morning. Yeah, and staying in the west, it must be harder harder down the west there. There was 15 turned up in Castlehaven. Uh, and again, a name we've mentioned a few times, both male and female here. So first home there was Florence Fitzgerald in a time of 21.54. And first lady home, Catherine Airy, in a time of 26.05. So again, look, most were called off, and rightly so, for safety reasons, not just on course, but for people getting there. Um, and of course, the ones that went ahead, well done to the volunteers getting out and making sure everybody was safe. So... Good stuff all around there on Saturday. Yeah, and just to note there for next week, there is obviously a number of park runs on on Christmas Day as well. So, you know, just have a look out um, and check that out because, and they're also looking for anyone who wants to volunteer. So if you can't run in the morning and you want to be involved, you know, volunteer because they're always looking for volunteers for it. That's it. Uh, we move on again to Sunday, so there's a bit of bit better weather on the Sunday. Uh, the cold changed to a bit more rainy weather, but we had two events. So the first one early in the morning was down in Klein, uh, obviously the rescheduled event from uh, last week. So that was race two of the 4K series. A good, healthy 168 participants, which is, you know, it's very good numbers for the week before Christmas. A lot of people have activities on, so nothing, nothing uh, bad about that. Um, it was a great day out for East Cork. So Tim O'Donoghue uh, led everybody home there, first place for East Cork SC in a great time of 12 minutes, 20 seconds, followed very closely behind by Conor McCauley of Leave LSC in 2025. And from Middleton AC in third place, Tony Forrestal in a time of 12.42. Yeah, and in the ladies, you had, again, another name we mentioned loads of times, Fiona Santry from East Cork, Taking the win in 14.02. Lisa Crowley from Watergrass Hill in a time of 15.58. And Aileen Let is it Lynette? Leahy. Leahy. Yeah. I will say, Brian, type this in wrong, right? So it's not my fault. <laughs> from Middleton AC in a time of 16.09. So, you know, great numbers, especially with, you know, the race we're going to talk about quickly here, which was the Black you know, the Black Rock uh, Business House, Simon 5K, which would usually take a lot of numbers. So 168 down in Klein was fantastic to see. Yeah, um, as you said, another great event in Black Rock, the BHA uh, race. Again, a fun event. Leave your watch at home, I suppose, was kind of the method. Guess your time. Uh, we don't have any results, but, but judging by the photos and videos I've seen today, I don't think the results were a big factor in this one. It seems like a lot of people dressed up. There was Christmas songs being sung. And of course, the big occasion, I think, of what I've heard so many people talking about was the marking of Jerry Ford's 500 marathon. Uh, so, again, great scenes there. I know Dolores Duffy and Clara Brain did a lot of work and, and McDooley and other people there uh, saw footage of Jerry getting the presentation, a beautiful glass vase. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, you know, look, we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks. Uh, 
I, I really don't know what more we can say. You know, there's just not enough words to talk about Jerry. Um, but it was nice to see him get acknowledged in front of his home crowd. And 100% it was. And it, again, look, unfortunately, for obvious reasons, we weren't able to attend today. But, you know, I just saw the videos. And it's, it's like the interview you did, Brian. It's very emotional. And you saw even, you know, Jerry was very emotional at the whole lot of it. And it's just... And I saw Walter Grassil put up a post earlier, like, you know, where the word legend is no more defined than with Jerry, to be fair to him, you know, and it's just so well-deserving, delighted for Jerry. Um, as he said, he doesn't do speeches, he only speaks on, you know, the radio. Um, and thankfully, we were, you know, one of those radio, as if you like to say that, we got to speak to him and I was delighted for him. Um, yeah. So congratulations to Jerry. 500 Martins and plenty more to go. I would actually, and I, I, I know, we should have probably asked him as how many what does he know how many races he has done i would love to know how many races he has done the number is astronomical i'd say you know yeah. every weekend he's at something so congratulations jerry delayed a few yeah on to his 501st now yeah exactly so that's really it on the results um so again look weather wasn't great all week long so well done to anyone at all who got out and, and more those who got the races up and running behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for the next few weeks, uh, it's, it's quiet enough on, on the front. So we have Tuesday the 27th. We have the, kind of the big race really just after Christmas. So 11 a.m. start. It's a talk of 5K race held by Talk Racing. Fantastic race. Always well supported. Again, as I said, numerous times, numerous times, shouldn't be a fast course, but is always a fast course. So yeah. you know, get the shoes out, Christmas shoes that you get off Santa, get them on and run fast. Yeah, I signed up to that one myself as well. So haven't been doing a lot of running lately, but look, it's an excuse to get out again. So yeah, looking forward to that one. Uh, again, a few more before the year ends on the thirty first at eleven a.m. The Chandram AC 5K in North Cork. So that's run by the host club there, Chandram AC. So again, 11, 11 o'clock, um, a 5K race, Chandram AC. And then, uh, yeah. sorry, at 12 o'clock, you have the Grange Moy 10K, which is held by Grange Moy AC. So another very good race. So if you're a very fast driver, and a very fast mm -hmm. driver, <laughs> you might make two of them. <laughs> yeah. Unless, oh, sorry, if you're Santa, you might make the two of them. There you go. Uh, new year then, it's a new year resolutions all kicking in. The first one off is actually an Inver race. Um, so it's the Bween Trail race there um, on January the 1st. Again, great race, uh, well organized, beautiful scenery around there as well. Um, so that's one you can find out more on on Inver.ie if you want to check out for more details there. And then we take a big jump to January the 8th, where it is the third race of the Klein Commons 4K race. It started at 9.30 a.m. Same day again on January the 8th at 11 a.m. The BHA starts off all over again for the next year. And country challenge, um, that's the ESB Cross Country Challenge at Buman Park. So again, BHA have a very good site there as well if you want to check out more details there. And then on January the 5th, um, the Cork Athletics AGM is happening in the Kinsley Hotel. It's 11 a.m. start for that. But just keep an eye on corkathletics.com for more updates on that. Also... Sorry. 
January 15th. January, sorry, yeah. sorry, January 15th. And also, of course, for any upcoming fixtures, make sure you check out therunnersdiary.com where we have our calendar now up and running. And if any race wants to make sure that we advertise a race, get it into us quickly and we will make sure to put it up. Sounds good. Um, we'll move on out to the Strava leaderboard and our news section. Okay, so to Strava leaderboard we go next. And again, uh, some familiar names here popping up at the top of the list. So uh, Josh O'Sullivan Oren is leading the way, just under 91 miles there, 90.8, uh, followed by Eva Cook in second position on 88.5. And Donald Coakley uh, in third place here with 74.5. And as we say every week, it's just a bit of fun, just a recognition of those who are putting in big mileage. And we move on to the big news of the week. So I think there's only one place to start, Brian, which I Seems. think is the Cork City Marathon taking away the relay and replacing it with a 10K. So... Yeah, yeah. What's your? Yeah, big news breaking last week. Um, first of all, I, I, I kind of mixed feelings about Look, uh, I want to be positive about it, obviously, and I think it's important we be positive about it. I've seen the 10K at other events like Limerick, and it draws in huge, huge numbers. Um, so again, Cork City Marathon this year, I thought was very good. I thought it was an improvement on previous years. I'm sure they put a lot of thought into this. Um, I'm guessing the relay, while fantastic from a support perspective, and I know when I've run around marathons and I've run around as a pacer, it's absolutely brilliant running through the relay stations and the support is phenomenal. And I, like, you know, we compare it to other marathons like Dublin, where we would say there's support nearly all the way around. So the relay stations in Cork, for me, would have always been key in helping bring up the support a bit. But at the same time, I suppose from, you know, it's a massive logistical exercise. And I know even with the 10K, the route hasn't been finalized yet, but, there's so many factors involved, like guards, permission, you know, volunteers, etc. The logistics of getting the buses, you know, buses out to the different relay points. I'm sure it must be a logistical nightmare. So I'm guessing that must have been part of a decision as well. So it concerns me that, that the support side of things being lost. I think that would be a massive factor. But I'm going to remain positive and think, look, it's a new element. Um, and I think it brings something different. Let's see. Hopefully they'll get, they'll draw in big numbers. Yeah, and I, I, I'm the exact same as you, Brian. Like, my biggest fear the whole lot of it is from doing the marathon this year is you nearly count on the relay sections as, you know, the support sections. You kind of break it down nearly to them points that you go, right, okay, next point now is the next relay and you kind of get through that and you go, right, and grand. And it's my biggest fear of is now the marathon going to turn into a very quiet marathon? No. Then I think it turns back to the clubs and to, you know, family, friends and be it ourselves to try to promote people to get out and support this marathon even more so now than ever. And to get out to these points and we'll just say Ween and Eagle, pick a point outside and get people out there and you build this fanfare around it. So, yeah. you know that something might come from that mm -hmm. so we we'll see i think the 10k is a lovely option we we think of limerick you know limerick yeah. have marathon a half marathon it's six miler and a relay so mm -hmm. 
you know, maybe they might go back to real in a year or so, and it's just a trial period. Mm-hmm. Look, it's worth trying it. Am I, I think so, yeah. yeah. Am I completely 100% behind decision? Let's be honest, no. Mainly because the support side of it. Yeah. But they obviously have a reason for it. So let's just see how it goes. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Look, I'm going to remain positive on it. As I said, I can only imagine it's, it's a massive logistical uh, issue. Oh. I think maybe it's, you know, like you said, Look, I thought last year was a big improvement to Cork City Marathon in 2022. Sorry, 2022 was a big improvement. Numbers were up. It just seemed to be a bit more atmosphere around. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping we can build on that again. And I, I really do think it's what you said there. It's down to every runner. It's down to get your support out there. It's down to clubs in particular to get out there. You know, maybe businesses around the area, you know, like you go again, you go to Dublin, you see bars getting involved and mm-hmm. you know, groups around and organizing fan zones maybe cork city marathon have something up their sleeve you know we're maybe yeah. doing a few more fan zones i often think you know in the marathon somewhere like you know i know it's early morning but blackpool as a you know there's a great area there where you come back into old blackpool and just several other areas out by heart bar is always quite good actually in fairness um, yeah and other areas like that maybe a bit more could be done there to really bring in a fanfare yeah you know? but three simple things do you look at bringing schools involved? Just say, you know, I know this is, look, I, I, this is just something that just popped into my head. Do you get onto local schools and go, look, we're trying to get out, come out, support them all and get the crowds out and, you know, bring out a bell, bring out a horn, bring out everything just to shout and scream and, you know, make as much noise as possible. Look, we'll give it, we'll see. There's plenty of time for it, you know. We ourselves might try to, you know, rally the troops and try to get some people out, you know, and get the support going. Because I personally am, at the moment, I'm doing nothing in Cork. So, you know, I might try to get out on the support side of it. You I, know. Might have a, I might have a surprise up my sleeve for you, actually, but I'm going to keep quiet on that one yet. Yes, we'll wait and see about that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're um, going to dress up as a, a pantomime horse. Remember that one? D- 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 that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you, you can be the arse, it's all right. But look, we'll see. There's obviously a reason for it. We give every race time to see in these things and we try it out and we see how it goes. Look, yeah. as you said, let's be positive. You know, it's a big race. It gives a lot to the city. There's a lot involved in it. The BHA have a lot involved in it. So look, best of luck to them. And I hope, it, I really hope it goes well because I actually love the Cork weekend. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Look, yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, I suppose a big part of the Cork City Marathon over the last particular few years, anyway, is the involvement of the, the sanctuary runners. Um, and again, our, our interview this week is with Adish McSweeney. But just one note again before uh, we go on to that interview, I believe for the first year ever, we're going to actually have a sanctuary runner as a pacer. Um, so uh, the guy's name is Adabla Noel Selfarm. Noel is from Ghana and he was in direct provision and no works for the sanctuary runner. So it's going to be fantastic. You know, again, I, I see the Cork City Martin put out show for more female pacers as well, but great to have Noel on board as part of the pacing team this year. And I think, again, that adds to the event. And yeah. certainly the sanctuary runners have added a lot to the event over the last couple of years as well. Yeah, and it's joy, again, it's another step forward. Again, in a few years' time, you hope this just becomes common ground and we don't, you know, it's not... It's not something to, and I mean, it's a nice way not to celebrate because, you know, it's just going to be something that's natural. But for now, 
congratulations to Noel. A great achievement and it's brilliant and it's you know it's going to bring a buzz around the area, I've no doubt. Absolutely. So I think that takes us now to our interview with Adish. For the latest results and details of upcoming races, go to therunnersdiary.com. Okay, we're delighted to welcome Ailish McSweeney to this week's podcast. Ailish is Ireland's lead for the Sanctuary Runners, a former sprinter for Ireland and a former national record holder for 100 metres. So welcome to the show, Ailish. Thanks for having me, Brian. Yeah, no stranger to the running community. No, and the running community in Cork in particular, for sure. Very good, very good. Uh, Elish, just like everybody we get on, really, we kind of start this off with a kind of a, a rapid fire question round. So we'll throw a few at you here and uh, get us all settled in and we can get stuck into the, the bigger stuff then after that. So, Damon, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I start off. Now, some of these might be, because as you're a sprinter, might, might not be relevant, but we'll see. Um, flat or hills? Flat. <laughs> Short or long? Short. We should be, uh, Brian, we must edit this next year for the, the, the shorter distances. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, th- this is going to be totally different. So we would go with um, sprint spikes or training shoes. Training shoes these days. Yeah. Um, another one, back, middle or front of pack? Well, we'd back. say back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, run alone or with a group? Uh, with a group. Uh, morning runner or evening runner? Oh, evening. Hate the mornings. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, prefer training in cold or hot weather? Cold. Oh, Not too many have chosen that. No. Uh, if you didn't run, you would? <laughs> Walk. <laughs> okay. For another first answer for us. Um, mm-hmm. I can't run without. Um. Jesus, not much. I can't run without. I'll be honest. I hit out the door. No, nothing special required at all. Okay. Perfect. Um, tea or coffee? Coffee. And last one, beer or wine or. Non alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was the latter, but wine. <laughs> nice glass of white. Cold white. Perfect. So, we'll go into it. So, so obviously, you're the Irish lead for the Sanctuary Runners. Uh, that was a position you picked up earlier this year, going into it. Um, do you want to give us a bit of history on the Sanctuary Runners and kind of the setup into it? And you know, how it became as big as it is right now. Yeah, delighted to. And it was one of the things about uh, coming to Sanctuary Runners, like I've always followed Sanctuary Runners' story. I remember this time last year signing up for the Christmas challenge they had back then. And uh, my brother-in-law, who is with Jim Plus Coffee, I heard about their story through them when they started working with them. But because I'm kind of new to it, it's like I can talk about how amazing it is without taking the credit, if you know what I mean, (laughs) because I wasn't involved when it was set up back in 2018. And that was done by the founder, um, Graham Clifford and Claire Kyo back then as well. And uh, Graham was just running along one day. You know, he said many a time thinking about, I suppose, people in direct provision that, you know, how do you reach out to someone there? How do they meet someone new in the community and you make friends with people who are new to Ireland? And he just thought, 
running. This is it. Like, this is the way to do it. Here I am running shoulder to shoulder, you know, with loads of people in this race, having a bit of banter and a bit of crack. And he said, this will be such a natural way to do it. That's really where it was born back in 2018. And the Cork City Marathon was the first outlet for it then. And it was set up and I just like I I will say straight off, right? I didn't know a major amount about, you know, I've heard about the Sanchi runners loads of times I've seen him loads of times but I didn't know much about the history and I was actually I one thing I didn't know is that it was actually it was Cork that it was the original setting up of it which I didn't realise um, and it's now obviously expanded into different cities and counties and how far has it gone to now? We've heard of groups all around Ireland at the moment and we have a group in London as well and we've had people run, running events for sanctuary runners all around the world and we have a Strava club online as well with people from, from all around the world. But yeah, that wasn't the original concept was really, you know, a load of relay teams and runners were in the Cork City Marathon that year wearing the, the, the distinctive blue sanctuary runner t-shirt yeah. and people just started saying, um, God, this is a great idea. Could I do this where I'm from? And um, Graham was saying, geez, do I suppose, you know, why not set up a group there? So it really grew organically from there with people seeing an opportunity um, and setting up groups. And up to now, it's been in places where there are direct provision centres around the country. Um, But we're looking to expand to towns and villages all across Ireland because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's people from all nationalities, people new to communities from every background all around Ireland, including refugees from Ukraine as well. So... Um, there's kind of there's no there's no place in Ireland that you couldn't do with a sanctuary runner group, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned there obviously there's a great tie-in with the the Cork City Marathon, but you know I know myself from going to some park runs as well that you know you'll obviously sanctuary runners at the park runs as well, and there seem to be another organisation that has got behind it as well. Yeah, park runs across Ireland are, are so welcoming. Like there's towns and villages in Ireland where people just go to their local park and run together as sanctuary runners. But it is lovely when there's a park run because it's all about meeting people and making friends. So you've got a ready-made community there ready to, to be introduced to. Like we set up a group in Selbridge there a few weeks ago. Um, the local park run director there, Joan, had just noticed a lot of residents moving into Selbridge Manor there. And she said, oh, fantastic, I'll pop down and make sure they know they're invited to park one. Uh, and it grew from there. So yeah, it's been a really great outlet and it gives a bit of regularity. I think the events are fantastic for a bit of buzz. And you probably might have seen the after party at the Cork City Marathon this year. I actually missed it due to COVID and I'm raging because apparently it was great crack. Um, <laughs> But, you know, that's great for the buzz, but the regularity of having somewhere to turn up every Saturday in a group you kind of see regularly is really cool as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And do, you know, you mentioned there, you know, people going around and setting these up, but, it, you know, obviously it's a kind of a club at this stage, but like, is there a membership fee or do people just, is it just a turn up kind of a situation? Yeah, it's a great question, Brian, because sometimes I think people get used to seeing sanctuary runners and they nearly think it's a closed club. They're the sanctuary runners there, you know. Um, but like it's the friendliest club in Ireland. I think Togan might say they're the friendliest club in Ireland <laughs> on their website, but maybe they're equal friendliest. It's no, it's completely free. And like if you see someone in a sanctuary runner t shirt, you kind of can turn up and say, Hey, I wouldn't mind running with you guys the odd time and staying for a chat. So where do I get my t shirt? That's literally how it works up to now. Um, that might get a bit more formal over time, but certainly it'll never be a paid mm. membership kind of club because it's, it's just really all about making connections and and meeting new people, you know. So we'd have people who dip in and out, people who prefer to turn up to a race in the T-shirt and kind of get involved then. 
and then you have some people who are kind of week in week out a sanctuary runner you know um because it's 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 supposed it's pretty casual and organic in the best way possible yeah and it's just it's it's probably ideal for you know obviously the direct provision people who are in direct provisions you know to be able to get out and to just one see the area and get to meet people around the area and you know running is great for the mind and it's great for you know mental health and everything like that as well and it's it's just a release sometimes just to get out the door and just throw on a pair of runners and run for these people yeah you're right that's exactly it it's the physical and mental health aspect for all of us it's, it's a huge reason a lot of people in ireland do running isn't it oh, i need it for my head i mean you mm. hear people say that all the time and I suppose if you are confined to maybe a hotel room with your family or your kids or maybe sharing at the moment, you could be sharing, you know, a room with six or seven other men, potentially like having somewhere like the park kind of as your like playground or somewhere, you know, geez, I can go down here and just do my own thing for a certain time. It is really powerful. And it's actually one of the reasons um, that the group set up a sanctuary swimmers pilot for the first time this year as well. And that was based in Cork as well. Um, down around um, Fountainstown, I think, I was another beach as well, but um, was because the sea is such a big part of living on an island nation, getting outdoors, being in the sea for the first time, maybe if if you maybe grew up thousands and thousands of miles from the sea. So it had the same thing as you're saying there, Damien, that mm-hmm. outlet, that, you know, freedom of being outdoors and the kind of endorphins you get when you do something like that, like for your physical health as well. No, it's, it's, look, I think, you know, and we've said this many times, like in the new year, we, we do a big, big part of mental health and things like that. But it is an area, I think, you know, we all, everyone has mental health issues in some way or another. But, you know, coming, leaving your country to come over to another country, as you said, being stuck in a, you know, a room of you know, like a hostel, but not as nice, you know, even as a hostel and, you know, Meeting, sitting with people you don't know, and that takes a lot on people. And you know, in fairness, to your organisation that they've got these people out, got them running, and I just think it's it's incredible. And I do I do think that is the best thing that you have done. You know, and you've done loads of things, but it's just to be able to get people out and just to forget about all the troubles and just you know enjoy the scenery a small bit, as they would say. Exactly. And I think from what I understand, things have changed a lot with the system. So a lot of our runners, when they came here first, you know, would have been a long time before you'd be able to work. Um, You could be waiting years for your papers and then your work permit. Now people come here and can work after six months. So great. Sometimes, you know, they're busier now and more integrated in communities. But once you join Sanctuary Runners, you're kind of in it you're in it for mm. life then if you want so you just have a running group the same as everyone else and you're just trying to fit in your runs you know the same as everyone else but then as well you can always get moved around the country like and you know like say if you were in your running club in cork and you moved to Athlone, you're thinking geez where's my nearest running club it's lovely with sanctuary runners now that we have the network around the country where you can you can text in your your sanctuary runners whatsapp group and say you know i've been moved to so and so is there a group here and it's fantastic when the answer is yes and there's a ready-made group there to join as well you know um but yeah i mean it's all you know the other thing i suppose is just when you turn up to run you're just seen as a person running you know it's not about a number of people coming to the country or about really about where you live really then it's just about having the crack you know 
trying to yeah. jass someone when they're getting over the line ahead of you or I was at a run the other day and you know someone had turned up for the first time from Sanctuary Runners and straight away having the crack about uh, the some Irish fella being his pacer you know um, <laughs> so like having that banter straight away it would put you in a good mood for the day and it, you know we mentioned obviously the Cox in Marathon and the park runs again you know is, is there other kind of opportunities maybe for for the part or for the sanctioners do they meet regularly during the week or so i've seen some falling with clubs as well i know a few fell in with talker there obviously as well as you mentioned earlier and um, so both clubs are benefiting as well i suppose um so yeah is there is there an outlet for them to join in in, in club sessions or, or, or develop more even oh it's fantastic when people are committed end up being committed runners and joining a club then you know that integration or the bridge bridge building kind of has really done its job. So the way it works around the country for sanctuary runners in general, it just depends on the group themselves. So you can go on our website, you can have a look at a map of where we are, and then you just get in contact with that group and say, where do you guys run? So for some people, it would be a midweek run like Limerick. I know are meeting in UL for a Monday night run. A lot of their runners would be working on Monday nights, suiting them better than the park run at the moment. Um, same with Galway, they tend to run on the prom in Salt Hill uh, midweek in the night as well. Um, it's a few runners from Gal- from Galway group have joined um, clubs there and are really mm. successful club runners now as well. Just like you said, in Cork, there'd be some well-known names um, in Toker as well and people who've completed the marathon this year. So it really just depends. And we have an events calendar up now as well online where you can see where we are at um, for the year and, you know, drop us a line and say, I'm going to be there. Bring me a T-shirt mm. and I'll, I'll join in um, for that day. Yeah, and, uh, Sorry, Alice, but I, I do think again you just touched on it with the T-shirt. I think the T-shirt, you know, the blue color T-shirt, you know, the blue and yet it's something that's very visible straight away. There's not many clubs, you know, will have that color T-shirt, and you you stand out straight away. And I think that's brilliant. And again, it's it's an identity for people, you know, and you know, I just think it is a brilliant color. I must I really enjoy it. We, luckily, we were we were given one. Brian hasn't received his yet because we know we we don't meet face to face really. <laughs> but you know, and they're they're just brilliant to see out. Yeah, we're not shy about visibility, um, which is good because I suppose you want to showcase what um, what a running group can look like when you reach out and include all sections of your community. You know, um, yeah. so that's why I suppose being out there and being bright and visible. Um, is important um, and it makes people stand up and take notice you know the work that I suppose everyone who's been a sanctuary runner for the last four years have done have built up to stuff like us getting mentioned by the president at the weekend we were invited to Ars and for the Christmas tree lighting ceremony and President Higgins extended a, literally a special welcome to sanctuary runners and said you know in, in the climate we're in now where there's a lot of talk about the conditions people are being housed and he said congratulations on the work you do I mean that was a hugely proud moment for people in sanctuary runners who've been involved for years so that's the reason for the visibility bit too. I think sometimes people probably wonder, God, they're they're really they're really out there, they, you know, with the t-shirts and the social media and the press. And there's a reason for it, you know. It's just about showcasing, like what uh, what building that bridge looks like mm. in action and when you do it. Like it's a lot of people say it's such a God, it's such a simple idea, you know. But I haven't heard of anything like it before, and I think that's a bit of the madness, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that no, it is. What like, it's I easy mean... to do is not done more. I think more than you know if we know every club is doing good work in their community and every whether it be you know physical health or mental health as we mentioned but like this club 
if we call it a club, is doing more than that. It's it's uniting a community. It's, as you said, it's giving people, you know, a chance to settle into a community. So, you know, it was such a brilliant idea and such a simple idea, as you said. Yeah, and that's they're they're sometimes the best, aren't they? And I suppose yeah. that's why why it's it's grown legs, and why people latch onto it and um, and you know reach out and want to look for a club. So places we are looking at the moment for anyone listening, I think y'all there may be a group starting there sooner rather than later. Um, you never know as well. I think Middleton might be a place we might hit as well. East Cork, we don't have many groups in in East Cork, so that would be fantastic. Um, and then further up the country, there's a few at Lone and Gort, I'd say, starting up soon as well. So, um, you know, it's becoming a bigger operation than yeah. I suppose anyone could 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 ever have imagined. And there's huge room for it, I think, internationally as well, which is really exciting. And that's I like that's the one area. Like I think the the biggest growth area would be internationally. You know, like you know, as you said, you you have one now in the UK. You know, and I think further afield would grow very fast if you just get one or two sprinkled first and I think there is massive growth for it you know and on all these clubs setting up is like how are you supported financially then is I, I know you're not a, a you know a, a state sponsor not sponsored Jesus, that's not the right word sorry state sponsored is not the right word <laughs> you know you don't get any funding from the state you know it's like so how do you get funding for for the whole organization there be very generous trusts and grants um, that sanctuary owners would apply for um, for their funding. The Tomar Trust based in Cork would have been a big funder of sanctuary runners. Um, and then local councils as well who have been very generous with sponsoring T-shirts. Cork City Council Partnership is such a strong one through the marathon, through sponsorship of T-shirts. Um, UCC have helped out with training sessions in the lead up to the marathon. A lot of different organisations, community organisations and local organisations tend to come in behind it and, and want to be involved. And it makes such a big difference. Like it is a low cost model, but when you want to do something like a big event, there might be transport costs, gear costs. Mm. Um, you want to make sure your invitation to run is real. You're not saying come run with us and someone is saying, put like, how will I get there? What will I wear? You know? Um, so yeah. doing that in a respectful and um, discreet way is, is important, but sometimes requires a little bit of money. Um, all right. But yeah, there's been a, a lot of generous funders up to now. And like at least for clubs listening in and maybe even individuals listening in, is there a way that they could possibly help out? I really say to people getting involved really um, by coming up and saying hello to Sanctuary Runners and, you know, uh, you donate your smiles or your miles more so than anything else is the biggest way. The odd time there might be a gear call out, but we're very much yeah. not a charity, I suppose. It is much more about solidarity than charity. Um, and we never ask our runners to fundraise or anything like that. Um, so I suppose one of the ways people can really get involved um, in the coming weeks is our, our Christmas campaign that we have coming up, uh, kicking off at the weekend. Yeah, I, and you know, I, I've seen that. I signed up for it myself. So I, I saw it on um, yourself and Emery's Twitter post, and I, you know, I signed up for it straight away because I was, I was intrigued to what it was at that time. I was like, what is this? Um, so if you want to explain a bit more about it, and you know, I know we get Brian out, even though you know he's this old man at this this time of year, he doesn't like getting out in the cold. But we might get him out for a few miles. <laughs> I, I think we well able. I think at this stage we we really have listened. There's turning off for that joke. Really <laughs> keep keep it going, though. Keep it going. 
Okay. Yeah, so uh, last year, I suppose we were still in a little bit of COVID lockdown and there was a, a really fun virtual quest in the week before Christmas. And it was actually just a lovely way to bring all sanctuary runners from across Ireland and beyond together. So we said, even though we're free to get out and uh, out and about more this year, we would do it again. Um, so it's really just about giving our group something fun to focus on in the week up to Christmas and get us all out when it's a little bit harder in the in the cold weather yeah. um, and, you know, in the dark evenings. So we've got an exciting mission this year. Um, President Higgins needs a magical pair of running shoes. Uh, but before Christmas Day, I think he's to do, you know, a full check of every inch of Phoenix Park. So, you know, it's hard to zip around there in your normal, your normal everyday shoes. So Santa's in a spot of bother. So he's looking for a super relay team to get the shoes all the way from the North Pole to Orison in time. Um, and Rashid Adelecki, as you know, Irish sprint sensation, is the one pulling the team together. So she's calling on sanctuary runners everywhere to get involved. So it's a big trek. We've 5,600 and something miles or kilometers to do um, in that week once those shoes are ready. Um, and we want everyone who possible to get involved. So you can donate your kilometers on, on Strava. You join our club and put it in your post. Uh, we'll see it there and there'll be a form online to, to drop in your kilometers as well. But first of all, you can just sign up. Uh, on our website to get the email updates on, on sanctuaryrunners.ie um, and you see us across all the, the usual um, yeah. the usual social media challenges there. So we're just asking people to share their journey, throw up your tie, your kilometres, what you've done that day, your pictures. Uh, you'll see some fun posts, I'm sure, from all our, our usual sanctuary runners and some, some new faces as well. Uh, and you really get to see, I think, what being part of the sanctuary runner team is all about, you know. Um, just everyone running together, um, you know, and achieving something together as well will obviously be a bit of fun. And we may have some other famous names popping up along the way too, you know, as part of the team. Yeah, well, you, well you're in luck because we, we actually have a new snazzy new website. So we're going to share all the details and all the articles about that on our website as well and hopefully get people behind it. Amazing. Through, through our own channel as well. Yeah, no, because it's a great challenge. Look, everyone just loves that bit of competition. And I know it's, it's not, it's not a, co it's a competition against yourself, of, you know, to try to get. But, you know, that goal of getting Santa there as fast as he can to get them shoes to, to the president is just going to be exceptional, you know. So, you know, we get kids involved, we get everybody involved with it and, you know, have a bit of fun with it along the way. Yeah, exactly. It's a great one for a family friendly one. So yeah. we're normally kind of an adults running club bar, you know, bringing your kid along with you if, if the same as park run kind of. But it's uh, it's a really fun one for the kids to get involved in the magic of the story, you know. Mm. Uh, and though, I mean, it's not a coincidence that uh, that the president is happy to accept a pair of running shoes from Sanctuary Runners. Um, you know, it's a real symbol of the respect he holds, I think, for everyone who's new to the country and new to Ireland. Um, so he says, do see, see if you can do see if you can get me them them here on time, you know. I'm just wondering now, is Michael D a sprinter or more of a, a marathon man myself? No, <laughs> yeah. I know, and I was thinking too, the ma having a magical shoes involved in anything is controversial these days. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we'll definitely let President Higgins how, away with that. How, how much carbon is involved in these shoes? <laughs> um, no, and like, you know, I, I look forward to starting that. And what date he's starting that challenge on? Did you say that? I'm sorry, did I miss that? We're launching on the 17th, which is Saturday. That'll be our warm-up day. So you can practice putting your kilometres in that day, but we'll really kick off on the Sunday um, and during the week. Um, okay. So you know yourself doing something. I know from 
my own sprinting days you don't want to turn up to the track or do something but if people are expecting you or waiting for you or your friends are there and doing it it makes it makes it a lot easier doesn't it yeah, that's it sure, yeah sure. and look we call out to we, we put a call out to all the clubs and you know all our friends and you know as I said my small one would be delighted now to hear that she'll be out getting the, you know the, the the mile in here and there and that will just give them the old kick that they, sometimes they, they want themselves yeah exactly that's that's um, I, also just and I see Brian's actually wearing a, a gym and coffee jumper at the moment but I see also that you have your own one I saw Marie when she dropped into she dropped her single in for the Jarlett challenge as well um, she was wearing it um, and they're available to buy as well are they at the moment because they're actually a really nice um, jumper they are they're so nice and the logo and our logo stuff actually looks really nice on mm. them I have to say yeah they're up on our website as well on the shop um, part of our of our website actuallyrunners.ie so yeah they have that dark blue for the men's and then the lighter yeah. blue for the women's as well and Jim Plus Coffee have been a really uh, generous supporter of Sanctuary Runners through that gear and through providing other gear as well um, so they've been a great long term partner and it's partnerships right. like that are and make these things more exciting. And we've kind of that reach into the Jim Plus Coffee community that they've built up uh, over the years as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And that that's a massive game, game community, you know, you know, behind it. And it makes it nicer that they're actually, they're nice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and people say that about the t-shirts as well. They're actually oh, really light to wear. Yeah, they're, the t-shirts are really, lovely. I, yeah. I have worn mine and it's, it, it is actually really nice to wear. They're they're a nice T-shirt, and it, it, let's look. Let's be honest. That makes a big difference to these things. So, you know? we had people sign up to wear a T-shirt for the Dublin Marathon as well this year, and um, so we were posting it in a lot of T-shirts beforehand, and people going back on. Oh yeah, you know you can tell serious marathoners are thinking. I'll see now if I really want to wear it or not because if it's not comfortable, obviously not a chance. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, everyone was saying, oh yeah, that's good. I'll wear it. And some people <laughs> who were first time sanctuary runners were blown away by the. Sanctuary Runner support at the Dublin Marathon this year. Um, so a lot of what we do as well is because we have runners involved, we have walkers involved, but we also have a lot of volunteers. So if we turn up at a park run regularly, you will see, for example, a pop tree in Dublin, you know, half the volunteers at park run could be sanctuary runners in any given week. Um, so this year at the Dublin Marathon, we had um, we had a group of volunteers all day manning a crossing um, near enough the end line. So about 20 people there all day long. We had a big cheering squad as well. And then we had about 50 people running the Sanctuary Runner T-shirt. So it's a very rounded kind of group at this stage. We're, we're covering mm. all aspects of races and events and stewarding and the whole lot. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a great amazing. way to be. So what's the future? Obviously, you now we, we know it's a challenge for Christmas. And like, is there plans for next year? In Are they set out yet? Or are you still going to go, right, let's get it sorted in January and then we'll make plans? No, we have, oh, we have great plans for next year, I suppose. A lot of the... The solid races in the calendar um, we'll be covering for sure. Um, Cork City Marathon for the first time will not have a relay. We hear so that'll be something a little bit different for us. But I'm sure there'll be an awful lot of uh, 10k runners there as well as mm. uh, half marathoners and marathoners. Um, yeah, we are hoping to do a lot of runs, you know, the bigger runs in the regions, the Great Limerick run, Streets of Galway, um, all around the country really. So we're going to have them up on our on our website. And, and as we add smaller ones as well, we'll pop that up there as well yeah. so people know know they can right. join us there. So I'd say we're going to have a, we would have had a really good event calendar before COVID. So it's brilliant to have that back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. because this, and we've added some now into the calendar this year, like the Rebel run was fantastic in Cork this year as well. A really mm-hmm. great atmosphere and good crack. Um, mm-hmm. It was a beautiful sunny morning and we had a great crowd out. 
Um, yeah. So runs like that are really important in our events as well. And just on that note, we did we like you know just touching on a small bit, but you know COVID type of COVID obviously for the century runners was obviously a massive hit for a lot of these, you know, families stuck in in, in the direct provision homes and 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 so once we came out of that and now which we are thankfully, it's such a relief to be able to get back out running free and meeting up with groups and having the after parties after the Cork Marathon and you know of the Dublin Marathon and things like that again. Yeah, it's such a relief, isn't it? I mean, the only thing I'd say is for some people probably having even the WhatsApp group and being able to chat in it and tell people about your run was probably quite good. At least your network was still there, you know, Mm -hmm. even if you couldn't see them. But it's big. And one of the things we had this year, and I think it was a great year to introduce it, was our sanctuary run. So we hosted our own event for the first time up at the National Sport Campus in June to coincide with um, International Refugee or World Refugee Day. And that is now going to be, be an annual event. So that was let us bring every, all our groups from around the country. There was buses coming from all corners of Ireland to, to that. And what a lovely venue it was as well, just for a really fun and friendly um, 5K mm. run. So that's only going to grow and grow. And again, it gives us the big social outlet at the end, like you say. So I think that really marked the end of COVID for Sanctuary Runners. You know, it was great. The inhibitions were down. It was summertime. Um, everyone was, some people were seeing people, you know, they might not have seen in two or three years, uh, like all of us at, at any run we were doing. Yeah. So that was that was a really big moment. So I think that'll be huge again this year. We'll probably bump up the entertainment side of it even more and the numbers will be higher. And Athletics Ireland, we're, we're supporters of that um, as well. So I'm sure they'll continue to partner with us on that um, next year as well. So, uh, yeah, it would have been bad of me to miss, to miss that one. That's going to be a big milestone <laughs> in, our, in our calendar. Look, I think like it's an it's an absolutely amazing story, as you said, from that little idea back in 2018, I think, to things you're telling us now and like it's only going to go bigger and bigger and bigger i think and you know as i said it's an amazing story you know as you as you mentioned your website there again um and look we put things out there as well but i think it, you know there's not, not too much to say other than say like the people supporting it are are amazing people and, and continued success to each and every one of you you know Thanks a million. No, they really are. And yeah, for anyone listening in Cork, Trassa mans the, the Cork email. You can get her direct, cork at sanctuaryrunners.ie and she'll just add you into the group. And whether you want to run in the marina midweek at a park run or at our next event, uh, you'd be absolutely more than welcome. The Christmas challenge is the one. We'll all be running oh, for the that's Christmas the challenge. Yeah, that's the next one. You're right. That might get us off the coach brain. <laughs> get us back at it. But um, mm-hmm. it, thanks very much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Um, it was great for, look, as I said earlier, I, d- I didn't know much and it was great to actually learn more about it and, um, you know, continued success to you in your new enough role still and to everybody else who volunteers and helps out with the organization um because the next few months are obviously going to be tough months with you know winter and everything like that but you know after that it's going to be a very successful year i've no doubt for you again brilliant thanks a million thanks damien thanks Brian. yep thanks a million cheers okay so thanks a million to Eilish there plenty of information for everybody and i think again look as we said on the interview it's great to see the sanctuary runners popping up everywhere you know, across Ireland at the park runs, as we spoke about earlier at the Cork City Marathon. Um, and, you know, look, it's a great way to introduce people into the community um, who may uh, have come into the country in, in difficult circumstances. And 
we did, like Eilish did mention in it, you know, that we're looking at different areas and it was great to see in the last couple of days that also you all know has been announced as a place that the Sanchi runners are going to be running and she did actually mention you all in it, but she obviously there wasn't steadfast at that time because we, we had done that interview, we said it off a couple of days ago. So, you know, they've announced it now, another location for Sanchi runners. You also get out and support them as much as possible. They're a fantastic organization who gives so much back to everybody, including, you know, locals, um, direct provision, um, people who are in indirect provision and everything like that. So fantastic, delighted for them and keep up the great work. Absolutely. Uh, so just for those who, again, listening regularly, we have a great episode coming up next week as well. Um, so we're going to review the year that has been, um, talk through some of the big races and big talking points of the year. Um, we've invited on a panel of runners who would be well known to everybody, I think, in, on the running scene. Um, are we safe to release the names this, at this stage? Um, I think so. I think we're good. So yes. we have um, Karen Bevan from Eagle AC. So Karen is, you know, in fairness, we get plenty of questions from Karen and Rory, but and Rory didn't make the cut, unfortunately, for him. <laughs> um, Karen did. Um, Mick Dooley from Eagle AC also, but I think more importantly from Cork Business House. Mick is massively involved with Cork Business House. So, you know, it'd be great to get his point of view from that also. And secondly, we have Laura Rooney, from Watergrass Hill, who has had a fantastic year between, you know, high finishes and wins and a whole lot of it. So, you know, Laura has plenty of experience, so it's going to be great getting our point of view. And lastly, we have some, I don't, I don't know, he's, he's not, you know, what's his name again? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Well, just, all I'll say is it's great to have a small bit of class from that family on the show. So Jonathan so, Keneally, Jonathan, who is the, you know, Jonathan has helped us an awful lot, actually, to be fair, and we've mentioned that once or twice. Jonathan, of course, East are um, the best. The best. The best. The better. The better. I got tongue tied. Yeah. Between so, trying to slag you know and all that, I got tongue tied a bit there. But yeah, great to have Jonathan on board as well. I'm looking forward to the class from that, from one of the brothers for a change. Well, and, and to be fair, look, I, I said as much for Jonathan, and once dwell on this too long he, he was up in the house obviously today for um up in my other's house today and jonathan is absolutely crippled the man cannot walk at the moment so in fairness to him i think we're going to see him probably lying in the bed or something like that he's going to be crippled but you know thanks to him thanks to the other trees well karen mick and laura for coming on we've recorded that it'll be early during the week and that will be going out on main, more than likely probably Christmas Eve. So yeah. we yeah. give people, you know, the opportunity. Christmas Day is obviously not much of a running, except for the Gold Mile, by the way. And um, if people are up for that, but you know, outside that, we'll do, we'll put it out. Just a bit of fun, a bit of laugh. We we might review a bit of gear as well, a bit of shoes and a bit of clothing and a bit of accessories. We'll see. We'll see how long it goes. Yeah, yeah. let it develop. But uh, yeah, look again, as Damien mentioned earlier, 
you know, our website got up and running this week. We've got fantastic feedback on it as well. Um, and some clubs already have contributed as well um, to getting their fixtures up there. So have a look at it. Um, we're still developing it. Um, we added a feature there during the week where you can review some of the previous podcasts that we've done as well. Um, and they're very visual now. Um, so again, check it out, uh, runnersdiary.com. And we'll uh, keep contributing to that, keep adding articles in there. Um, and again, it's a great reference right now at this stage for fixtures, results, etc. Yeah, fantastic. So that's a wrap on this week's show. Thanks to everyone who's contributed over the weekend. Yeah, keep up to date with all that's going on on the Runner's Diary across all our social media channels and now our website too. Um, happy running. And until next week, stay safe. Hopefully, we'll see you all on the route somewhere soon. Cheers, all. Thank you for listening to the Runner's Diary podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or from your podcast provider. Follow us on social media. And until next week, happy running.